0: Hey, welcome back to another edition of the spike bar podcast uh so we've had another uh interesting uh, con- controversy laden week i suppose on the uh in the golfing world last weekend uh that we should probably delve straight into um a kind of first and foremost i think we'll let's start with the saudi international which i think probably had a little bit more of the controversy around it, which was won um, the inaugural Saudi International Open presented by Seba, was won by Dustin Johnson by two strokes over Hao Tong Lee. Um, uh, these guys were really kind of uh, for going ahead, I think, in the final round. Four, four shots are clear of, of Tom Lewis, who had a great, great solo third position but it was really between these two guys but Dustin Johnson had a solid three under final round um, how Tong Lee seemed to be struggling a little bit uh, got it back towards the end to finish solo second two strokes back but uh, a good win good win for Dustin um, interesting week in Saudi Arabia and I think really we can't we can't really go anywhere without talking about um, Sergio Garcia and him uh, losing the plot there's there's the videos that are going sort of viral at the minute with him taking his anger out on the bunker um, I think a lot of people kind of uh, that coupled with the, obviously the fact he was disqualified in the third round for apparently um, using his spikes to I suppose rub up the greens on five separate greens and then on the sixth green he actually made a divot with his putter into it and Look, that, that behaviour is totally unacceptable um, but I think the other thing that people are doing they're ragging on him a fair bit in terms of his antics in that bunker so that Those antics in that bunker which came after two birdies um, apparently are in uh, response to the fact the bunker wasn't raked properly and he had a horrendous lie in the bunker um, and that was his second attempt out of it. Um, Look, uh, that just gives a little bit more context to perhaps what's flying around. I mean, it's fair to say that he has a past track record of some rather... um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Yeah unattractive behavior on the golf course from comments about tiger a long time ago to spitting into a cup and a pga tour uh this sort of we thought this was sort of behind him, but clearly he was on edge all week there was something going on often normally is something going on behind closed doors that we don't know about so um look not a good look for him surprised he hasn't had a suspension uh, bearing in mind uh, the behavior and perhaps some of the comments from some of his fellow pros but look uh just yeah not not very acceptable not a good look for sergio not a good look for me because he was my pick to win this week um, i had a disaster this week on the european tour with sergio being dq'd and uh, lee westwood missing the cut so not a good week for me but anyway let's go back and concentrate on what did go well um Tong Lee, I was really pleased for him. Obviously, uh, a good comeback after the caddy debacle of the previous week from the European Tour. Um, More more on that a bit later on, the caddy debacle story. Um, A really good performance for him, a very good start to his season. Uh, he's, He's a class act. Again, he's a bit like Matt Wallace for me. I expect him to turn up a little bit more perhaps have a, a decent win something like a WGC or turning up in one of those bigger events uh, this year and, and fingers crossed he can take that form forward and I think the other thing as well is Tom Lewis uh, look, he, he's been in some fabulous form the last six months a great solo third here um, really good he's you know burst on the scene as, a, as an amateur and, and won very quickly in his professional career, then completely lost uh, lost confidence, lost his swing. Um, and then last year, we started to see him fighting back. And you know, he's clearly a quality player. I know uh, Eddie Pepperell's been talking him up a great deal. He's good friends with Eddie. Um, so it's good to see him continuing his good form and then long may that continue he's just outside the top 50 so a couple more good results over the next month or so and he might be well getting an invite to the masters so uh, fingers crossed for him and then i think the final thing out of this week was uh minwoo lee um who was only playing his second professional start young australian guy uh coming fourth, so great performance by him and i think kind of uh the player of the desert swing on the european tour i think probably has to be ian poulter with uh, i think three three top three top tens um uh, from abu dhabi dubai and uh, last week in saudi he came t6 i know he wasn't very pleased with his last round at, at uh, uh, in saudi but a great start to his season on uh, on the european tour and again hopefully that's reflective of how he does for the rest of the year i know he's going to probably go over to the states now and concentrate on his um, pga tour and doing one well of the fedex cups so good luck to him um, moving over to the waste management at Phoenix Open. So, uh, I mean, again, both, both tournaments had a lot of talking points in them. Um, I think really the, the key talking points from, from the waste management was uh, Ricky Fowler overcoming his own demons and his own uh, meltdowns. Um, which included a triple and double bogey uh, to finally win the event by two strokes. Ricky's got some serious history at this event. Um, last year, he was, uh, the event. Uh, he was leading the event. He uh, was leading the event about three years ago as well, after 54 holes, um, uh, With when Hideki came back and he lost in a playoff to Hideki uh, Matsuyama. Um, so he's got some serious history with not being able to close out this event but obviously plays well in it he went into the final round four strokes clear and and granted the weather conditions were not good but I mean he hit some unbelievably good clutch putts um, uh, as well as some horrendous shots I mean he almost shanked a shot which went into the water on a par five and then uh, got up and down from from the path he actually dropped his ball on the path played it off the path because that was more he, he fancied that more than playing it for off the desert um and then sunk a 30-foot putt a downhill breaking 30-foot putt so um the other thing he did do was obviously chip it from uh, just off the green all the way through the green somehow missing a bunker into the water and then after he dropped the shot, um, he went up to check his check where the pin was, where he should be landing, and when he's turned round, his ball had rolled back into the water again. So he managed to get up and down from there for a triple bogey. That could have been a quadruple or even uh, even worse. So um, he putted unbelievably on the day, and I think just his um, mental fortitude on 15 and then 17, going for the green in two on the par five um, 15th. Uh, And then getting a birdie and then driving the green on 17 really just closed out the tournament. It was a shame because Brandon Grace um, drove into the water on 17. I think if he managed to get a birdie there, I think it would have been a really nice finish. But fair play to Ricky. Great for him to um, get his fifth PGA Tour win shut up twitter a little bit in fairness i was on there as well just going is he going to close this out or not um but uh, yeah fair play to him for uh, for finishing that up and uh, yeah just nice because he's a he seems like a real genuine guy um just you know just struggles to sometimes finish finish out so well done to him uh, in terms of my picks there i had ram winning he had a good week tied 10th so another top 10 finish for him and, and my outsider was cooch Kuch. uh cooch came t fourth he was uh sort of um, tied second going into the final round didn't have a great final round but you know did enough for the rest of the week to come tied four so again Kuch having another very very good start to his PGA Tour Um, I talked about I touched on the caddy gate situation so um, the USGA and RNA are going to be looking at the caddy um, ruling there was an incident Uh, during the waste management where Danny McCarthy was penalised two shots for his caddy standing behind him but during practice swings now the rule is they can't stand behind him once you've addressed the ball Um, uh, so he hadn't addressed the ball he was doing two practice swings when his caddy was behind him his caddy walked away Danny walked back from his shot and then walked into his shot to then play it. It was a good 10-15 seconds in between the caddy being behind him and being away before he addressed the ball. But he was penalised two shots. And then the following day, both Ricky Fowler and JT had very similar instances of that, and neither of them were penalised two shots. And then the USGA does a complete reversal and says, oh, actually, we got it wrong. We're going to review it in this instance and give McCarthy back his two shots. So, look... It, it's a little bit double standards that McCarthy who's a kind of no name for most golfers I be candid I never heard of him before this week um he gets a two shot penalty and yet uh you know JT and Ricky do it they probably think there's going to be some outro outroar about it and so therefore they kind of reversed those uh those adjudications it's it's a little bit double standards uh but hey let's you know it's a stupid rule as far as i'm concerned anyway i think it's a ridiculous rule um at the end of the day i think they should be more focused on the amount of time people are spending over shots as opposed to uh whether caddy's lining them up or not because i think that will impact the caddy lining them up um as a result of that anyway um the other thing is obviously brandon grace had a gammy knee drop um when he hit it into the water on 17 i mean he he basically dropped it as you're not supposed to do, as you're clearly not supposed to do on the RNA and USGA website show you. Um, but again, no no penalties there. So still people can't get to grips with the knee drop. Um, and I suppose the other bit of news that came out over the weekend, which is a bit of a strange bit of news, was Patrick Reed has been given honorary lifetime membership of the European Tour. There are only three other Americans to have been bestowed this honour. They are Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer and Tom Watson. So somehow patrick reed has made himself into those lists i'm not quite sure i don't know whether it's a rider cup thing or whether he wants to come and play for the european tour rider cup team instead but hey i thought i was a bit bit of an interesting move not quite sure where that one came from but hey um i know he's been uh playing an awful lot on the european tour and supporting some events and fair play to him for doing that but uh yeah an interesting move nonetheless i thought there might be others that, that might be more more worthy but uh there you go um so look let's kick on to this week's events um a couple of really interesting events you've got the at&t pebble beach pro-am which is always a big event um on uh, on the pga tour and then we've got the vic open um the uh, isps handa uh, vic open which is a really interesting event because it's a dual men's and uh, ladies uh, tour event so uh I'm going to start with the AT&T Pebble Beach because that's perhaps the you know, it's got the most uh, world ranking points at stake, just under fifty. Uh, classic event, obviously the one with all the celebrities in it. It's played over three courses, Pebble Beach, Spygast Hill and Monterey Peninsula and then the final rounds at Pebble Beach. Um, this is kind of best well known for yeah, amazing views, amazing golf courses and the six plus hour rounds because uh, uh, I think the um, yeah just because of the celebrities and the amount of people who want to play in this field. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting tournament this week. Uh, mainly because of the weather Uh, the weather looks pretty miserable pretty british if i'm honest it's kind of 10 to 15 degrees and rainy um over most of the week not too much wind around but it's just going to be damp conditions i think it'll be interesting to see how that plays because i know that they're obviously pebble beach is um, hosting the us open later this year so they are certainly growing and making the rough tougher um and i think with those um those wet conditions uh, that rough is going to be lush as hell so it's probably going to put a bit of a premium on ball striking and and accuracy off the tee they're not the longest golf courses in the world Um, so even the longer hitters if they are in a rough they're going to be you know probably only hitting wedges and so on so might not be too much of a disadvantage but it will be interesting just to see how that pans out. In terms of previous winners here, um, obviously, Ted Potter Jr. won last year, which was kind of one of the most surprising wins. He'd come out of nowhere, holding off uh, uh, the likes of Jason Day, Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, um, who were all tied second in the tournament last year. Uh, Jordan Spees won here, Vaughn Taylor, Phil Mickelson a couple of times, Brant Snedeker, DJ won here also a couple of times back in 2009, 2010. Um, so, look, interesting interesting tournament uh, i think kind of the biggest news going into the tournament is this is the one that ho sung choi the fisherman swing uh, will be making his pga tour debut um he is at some lofty odds at 250 to 1 so i don't think many people are expecting him to do much this week but just be interesting to see how he performs and i'm sure there'll be a lot of content on twitter from pga tour with regards to ho sung and his funky swing um in terms of the field itself so um in terms of the bedding you've got dj and jason day who are the clear one two favorite dj at five to one jason day at eight to one um, look dj's won here twice runner-up twice jason day loves california and loves playing in january february um, he came fifth at the farmers a couple of weeks back and then there's a really big gap to them and then finau and Cantlay who are at 20 to one and then you've got the likes of kucha fleetwood spieth mickelson adam scott paul casey um, in, in the gambling, so it's a, it's a, it's an okay field, um, not not the strongest. Uh, in terms of me and where I'm thinking about for my winner this week, I'm actually going with one of the two favorites. I'm going with Jason Day uh at eight to one um he was fifth at the farmers a couple of weeks ago second here last year in this event he likes playing in california he always enjoys playing in january february uh, tends to start off the season pretty well Uh, he's won the farmers a couple of times this time of year and has won other events in february too so he obviously likes um the fast start My, my only reticence with him is his driving can be wayward as hell and if the rough is as bad as it is then that could could be an issue um but at eight to one I do like him and he's he's clearly in some decent form um in terms of DJ I think if he wasn't coming from the Middle East I think I probably would back him but then he's done it beforehand and and done pretty well though I think over the last five or six years he started off quite often out in the Middle East and then played this as his first event back in the States um look he came second last year yeah he's just class isn't he um drives it on a drives it on a string, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there or thereabouts in terms of winning. But I'm going Jason Day this week, um, and in terms of outsider, I'm going for Ches Revi. Um, he was tied second in this event last year, had a very good start to his year last year, won a couple of times um, early in the PGA Tour. He was fifth in the waste management last week, a uh, good final round where everyone else was struggling. He, he played really well. Um, he is one of the most accurate off the tee. I think he's uh, in the top five um, in driving accuracy so far uh, through the PGA Tour stats of the 2019 season. I think he's like 75% of his fairway. So, clearly very accurate off the tee and because it's not the longest golf he's not the longest hitter but this isn't the longest golf courses uh that he'll be playing on so i just fancy him to do really well he clearly strong short game good putter uh, 25 to 1 i like his odds here to uh, to have a good week um and that brings us on to the isps hander vic open so this is an uh, inaugural tournament where there will be a men's and ladies tour event played on the same courses at the same time. Um, so the, the Vic Open's kind of been around for... A, a, 40, 50 plus years now. Um, but this is the first time we've got a men's and women's event playing at the same time. It's going to be played at the 13th Beach Golf Club, and there are two courses there. So you've got the beach course and the creek course. So the format of the game of the week will be there are 156 men and 156 women playing, and they will be playing in alternate groups over the two courses. So they'll play the beach course and the creek course on the first two days you'll have a a men's group going then a women's group then a men's group then a women's group um, throughout the first uh, couple of days and there'll be a normal cut after two rounds so the top 65 plus ties in either and both the men's and women's will make the cut after two rounds but there will be another cut after round three uh, where the final or the top 35 plus ties in both the men's and women's draw will play the beach course only in that final round and they're all playing for equal prize money um, so it's 1.5 million australian dollars available for both the men and women um here so look, a really interesting event hopefully this starts a bit of a trend um uh, i really i'm all in favor of more of this um i think so, certainly the women's game is so much more um in line with us amateurs the length that they hit the ball the sort of shots that they have to play the way they play the course i think the men's pro game is just it's something inspiring to watch but it's You know, we're never going to be hitting the ball 300, 330 through the air Um, like some of these guys are, uh, you know, getting to 600 yard path fives with a driver and an iron that's just not not reflective whereas a women's game is is very much reflective of of how good amateurs can play so it'd be really interesting to see the the coverage this weekend it's a shame it for us from our point of view time zone perspective it's in Australia because it's going to be in the middle of the night for us when it's going to be on so I'm not sure how much I'll get to see but either way it'll be a, a good event and interesting to see how it pans out in terms of the field itself so the men's field is is not that strong i mean there's obviously a strong southern hemisphere contingent a lot of australian south africans uh in the field you've got jason scrivener who leads uh um the sort of bedding at 12 to 1 then new zealander ryan fox and another aussie lucas herbert and then you've got jazz Jana watananond who won uh, the singapore or open a couple of weeks ago just holding off paul casey um aaron rye uh, from a uk point of view and then justin harding the south african has had a very good couple of weeks in the desert and then spanish guy adrian ottegi at 26 to 1 um so it's not not the strongest field but still, uh, some good players in there. For me, my winner pick is, is going to be the favourite, Jason Scrivener, 12-1. to his, his last four starts have been 7th, 16th, 6th and 3rd, um, including he also got a T6 in the Australian PGA at the turn of the New Year. So he's in some really good form. He's taken that form onto the European Tour uh, in some of the big events that we've been playing out uh, in the desert. So he's been playing against strong fields, I mean, he's he's clearly the man in form versus the rest of the field here, so I can see why he is the favourite of twelve to one. I uh, fancy him to do uh, pretty well on home field and. In terms of my outsider pick i'm also going for somebody who's in a in in some good form at the minute and that's justin harding at 25 to 1 he's already had four top 20s this season including 11th last week in saudi where he finished with a 63 in the final round so um he's in some decent form and he, he was seventh out in dubai uh, as well so last couple of weeks has been very good uh, good form so those two Jason Scrivener and Justin Harding are my favourite sort of winner and outsider respectively to to win from the men's side of the draw. And the women's side of the draw, um, you've got some some decent players in there. You've got Minji Lee, seventh in the world, uh, Georgia Hall, who's eighth in the world, and Charlie Hull 22nd in the world. They're kind of the, the standout players uh, from a world ranking and a known perspective. There are a number of others kind of in the top sort of 60 70 in the world that we will also be playing this week but certainly those three that are leading the way in terms of the class of the field uh, minji lee is five to one and Georgia and charlie both at nine to one respectively um, f- for me for the winner i'm going with charlie hull um nine to one recent winner on the european tour uh, she's had a very good off-season uh workout she's played well in australia previously nine to one i just fancy her um I do think Minji Lee, Georgia Hall Charlie are, are the classy. I would expect those three to be uh, contending to, to win this week. Um, in terms of outsider, I'm going with another Brit. I'm going with Bronte Law. Um, so Bronte Law was a collegiate star out of UCLA. Um, had a very solid uh, rookie season on the LPGA Tour. Made a lot of cuts, uh, a number of top twenties uh, on the LPGA Tour. She's playing a little bit more on the European Tour uh, over recent months. Um, uh, just trying to, I suppose, get more some more uh, recognition. I think particularly with a view to the Solheim Cup being up uh, this year, and I hopefully she'll she'll make that team. And now this is obviously a bit of a weakened field. Um, and so I just fancy her to contend this week. You know, 25 to 1, I think there's a decent odds. Uh, she's super solid. Um, I expect her to have a good week. So from, from the ladies' side, I've got Charlie Hull winning. and my outsider of Bronte Law? So look, there you have it. Um, Again, a, a very controversial week last week, um, and this week we've got an interesting couple of tournaments. We've got one of the obviously one of the most well-known tournaments in the ATT Pebble Beach Pro-Am, um, particularly after the Super Bowl. So expect to see you know uh, the likes of Tony Romo playing, and maybe Brady will be playing as well. Bill Belichick they often get out to the, to this event, so it tends to be kind of quite an interesting. It's more for the um, I suppose for the lesser the lesser engaged fans it's one of the one of the tournaments that they look they look for and then I think the Vic Open it'll be fascinating to see how that goes this week and hopefully I think the Australians will take well to it um, as a crowd and and fingers crossed that starts a trend where we can see a little bit more of this down the line so look enjoy the golf this week Um, look forward to uh, to seeing what happens in both events and I'll catch up with you next week cheers for now